everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends read romance novels and recap them for you scene by scene while swooning, giggling, and giving detailed accounts of all the sexy bits. This week, patrons can look forward to some extra special treats. Not only do we still have early copies of Sierra Simone's Saint, but Aaron and I just did a bonus episode about book talk sensation, Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Noskosta. Run, don't walk, to get a recap of that Minotaur goodness. And now I'm excited to say that we have a guest. Author extraordinaire and friend of the pod, Kim Lorraine, is here. And she brought us a sexy paranormal romance. Get stoked. Hello! Hello. Oh my gosh. It's Kim Lorraine. It's Kim Lorraine. (laughs) It's Melody. I'm so excited. (laughs) How are you? I'm so good. I was so excited all week long that I was like nervous about like coming on here and having you be like, oh, she was lame. I hate her. I don't want to forget talk to her again. (laughs) (laughs) No way. There's no way that could possibly happen. Although I find it very funny because I'm like, I am the last person anybody should want to impress. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel about me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm I'm just little old me. Wow. Okay. So you've got a lot going on. And I feel like we need to tell listener. Okay. You have a a lot going on. (laughs) I have so many things. I have many, many things. My own podcast called Audibly Addicted. Yeah. My platonic life mate Mo and I, we discuss audiobooks, uh, specifically romance. Yep. And we do, we interview authors, we interview narrators, because we're big narrator fangirls. So Totally. We've got that going on. And Shane East has been on the podcast, right? Oh, yes. I swear I remember. A couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, we love Sheast. <laughs> He's <laughs> hot British butter. That's that's my name for him. So. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's so nice because these people are all really nice humans. Yeah. And so it's even better when somebody you like to listen to, you know that they're also a nice human. Because to me, that matters. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I like being in the romance space so much because yeah. you rarely, rarely meet somebody that you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like every once in a while, it every happens, once in a while, yeah. But you know, it's not common. I think we all love love, so yeah. You know, we're already wearing our hearts on our sleeves, and we're usually kind of we're frowned upon quite often or like Completely. looked down upon. Sure. And so we kind of all band together like this ragtag group of awesome because we're just yeah. like, are you kidding me? You're welcome for the sex. You're welcome. Yeah. Everyone. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> it will it make your life better. <laughs> it will. It will open your mind and maybe you'll try something that you perhaps didn't even realize existed. Who knows? So vistas could open in front of you. Right. Consensual (laughs) vistas. That's right. (laughs) Yes. So we've got Audibly Addicted, and that Mm -hmm. is actually your production company too, right? Yes. Yeah. We uh, started that last year 
Yeah. Just before the pandemic. Like, uh-huh. I would say two weeks before the pandemic. <laughs> oh. But luckily, it's a job I can do from home. You know, right. so everything I do, I can do from home. And I'm very, very lucky. And I know that. So one of my good friends, her name is Nicole French. She is an author as well. She said, hey, Kim, you've produced all your own audiobooks. And I was like, yeah, yeah I have. You know, I have three that I sold the rights to, but that's it. And she was like, I need you to help me. Please, can you produce my audiobooks? And I was like, I don't produce audiobooks. I, I can't. And she was like, but you can <laughs> right. because you have. And so I t- we took her on and I said to Mo, what do you think? We know all these narrators. We have yeah. great relationships with them. We know how to do it. We're can really we talented. I know you're not going to say that out loud, but Thanks. listener, it's true. She's very talented. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. And um, I'm blushing. and so we started that and we produced books for her and then she recommended us to somebody else and then you know it was just word of mouth yeah and at this point we have produced i believe it's 150 books that are already out incredible in a little you know year and a half or so and we are fully booked all the way through to april of next year that's so great it's it's just really took off. It was pretty amazing. Yay. And it's all word of mouth, which is so fantastic because we don't even have a website <laughs> for our production <laughs> stuff. Like we right, just have right, our right. podcast website. So, but we've been so busy that we can't take time to, you know, go do that because yeah. we're too busy like making all the books happen. And right. we're very very lucky to have so many talented narrators on our roster. Yeah. Because, you know, we've got some of the top top narrators who are award winners. We have really talented up-and-coming narrators, and we have, you know, these clients who appreciate good audiobooks. Absolutely. Which is yeah. important, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it really yeah. is. So that's exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. exciting. And then you yes. also have another book because, you know, yes. you don't just do audiobooks. I don't. I also, yeah. So I... <laughs> So I write with two different names. I have Kim Lorraine, which is all my contemporary romance. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm really focused on cowboys. So I have three different cowboy families in my Sunrise Montana world. Yeah. And uh, they are just like these swoony... I can swear. This is heaving bosoms. Yeah. They're swooning as fuck. Swoony as fuck (laughs) heroes. And really like cinnamon rolls. And I, because I love that kind of hero because mm-hmm. I don't like the alpha assholes very much. Yeah. They kind of, I don't know, rub me the wrong way. And so when I was writing these, I thought nobody's going to like cowboys, but they were like the life changing books for me. Yeah. Was the cowboys. So it made me feel good because I love them so much. Yeah. And uh, so I've got that series or that world. And there's Mm -hmm. another one coming out, but not until November. But then I have Paranormal, which I write as Kay Lorraine. And that's like darker, twistier. And I have this thing I call Super Harem. But it is a reverse harem. harem. It's called All the Queen's Men. And it is a big old chunky book. It is about a changeling woman who doesn't realize that she is, in fact a fairy queen oh, until she is like transported to 
the Shadow Court, where she and her loyal men go on kind of an adventure for her to claim her crown. So it is something that I wrote a long time ago, and then I went back through, and I wanted to make it into this epic audiobook. Ooh. So I cleaned it all up and got it ready for to really publish. And right. then I made a script format version of it. So I took out almost all the dialogue tags, um, which, listener, if you don't know, a dialogue tag, which I didn't know. <laughs> this Right, right, right. <laughs> a dialogue tag is like he said, she said. Mm-hmm. That in audio really, like, lessens the experience because it kind of stops you. Right. So I took out all of those. I highlighted everybody's dialogue. I formatted it like a script. And I hired seven narrators. And so everybody plays a role. And they always do their lines throughout. So it is this... It's like an eargasm. <laughs> like I was, because there were group scenes and I'm in there and I'm listening to the proof copy and I'm like, oh my God, I have to leave. <gasps> I have to go to a separate room. I can't be around anybody right now because there's all these people in my ears yeah, yeah, doing yeah. things to each other. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so that, that comes out on um, August 26th, and the audio is coming out at the same time. And you call and it, that duet style, right? That is, yeah, duet style. This is multicast, but it's duet style multicast. So right. um, the narration types uh, for a listener, it is, there's solo narration, which is one narrator doing a whole book. There is dual narration, which is going to be your... Female voiced narrator will do all of the female point of view. Your male voiced narrator will do all the male point of view. And then there's duet narration where the female narrator does all of the female dialogue and point of view. Mm -hmm. And the male does all male dialogue and point of view. And you don't have to do that just for, you know, for male-female romance. You can do that for male-male romance. You can do it for anything. I have um, a male-male cowboy book called Rope Tight, and I had Teddy Hamilton and Aaron Shedlock, and they duet narrated that. And it was a beautiful experience getting to hear them. I I like the consistency of it. Yeah, absolutely. I love hearing them all the way through. Always, you know what voice you're going to hear for Mm -hmm. what character. Some people don't like it. It's not, you know, like it's too much for them. But Mm. if I'm paying for it, I get to pick. So Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. Well, actually, I was really excited to see that that was going on because I was, I don't know, I've been I've been nerding out about audiobooks for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I this is what I want. Like, I want I want it to be a tiny bit more like not an like not an audio play, right? Because I still want all the world. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that you had a couple of your books um, as duet style, I was like, wait, is that is that Mm -hmm. what I think it is? Because I might like lose my mind. Yeah. So it's really I thought it was really exciting. Yeah. And I think it it sounds really fresh. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, realistic, immersive. Yeah, that's a really yeah, good way to put it. Yeah, it's and I think not all books work for duet. You know, right? Um, ones that are really dialogue heavy work great because you want that. You know, that's uh, where you get that snappy back and forth with people, and you're hearing all of the spark and all of the tension. And right. while a solo narrator totally can do that, absolutely they can. It's even more fun of an experience to hear them do it back and forth. 
Sure. And there are different ways to record it. Sometimes you're not together. Sometimes you are each recording your whole part separately and you just, you know, snap or click or something when that dialogue's supposed to be inserted. But other times you're recording and you're connected like we are mm-hmm. and you're acting with each other. That's really cool. It's super fun. Really, really yeah. fun. But it can be really cost prohibitive because sure. you know, we're paying we pay everyone fairly for their time. So yeah. you're gonna pay both people for that whole book. So it just really <laughs> depends on what's gonna work and what the narrators prefer to do too, because some of them prefer mm. to always, if they're gonna do it, they wanna be together because it okay. helps with their acting and you know, most of these people are SAG AFTRA members. They're, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of them are stage actors as well. And so they kind of feed off of it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. It's very Well, fun. so the book you chose for us today is the dual narration style. It is dual narration, yes. Um, yeah. And your reader group chose it for you. They did, yes. Yeah, my group is called Lorraine Lovers. And I did a poll, and I put up three, and then they put up some more, and then they voted. And Ooh. it was between this one and one other, I, and then I sent a couple choices and was like, all right, here we go. These are our, our choices. And I love a vampire. <laughs> so I was Same. like, vampire, vampire. I love yes. a vampire. Yeah. And I mean, you can't go wrong with Shane East and Vanessa Edwin narrating. They're completely. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, they were voice, delicious oh. the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. She she is a master of accents, and she's also so wonderful at that, like, girl next door slash badass slash sexy as hell person sure. that you get in a in a paranormal romance, usually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's—I love her. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it was it was an incredible listen— I really liked it. And I I really, I loved the writing. Mm-hmm. I thought the writing was really, it was like quippy. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they're barbs at each other because it isn't enemies to lovers. Like their, trope. their yeah. verbal repartee was <laughs> oh, so it, yeah. good. A lot of times I was laughing and cringing at the same time. You mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. oh, that hurt. But gah. actually, <laughs> like, that's how I react to my husband a lot. When we're like, when we're like play fighting or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I break all the time because he'll say something that's like fake mean, but it's worded so hilariously that I like, I can't even, I, can't, I just break like, down. Now I can't be mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm yep. like, I, you're yeah. so funny. <laughs> like, Stop it. That's what you get for marrying the funny guy. I did the same thing. (laughs) And now it's really hard to get mad. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think that Enemies to Lovers is just always my catnip. Anytime, like if somebody says to me, it's Enemies to Lovers, I'm like, yes. And then when they say, there's a surprise baby, yes, give it to me. Ah. I don't know why. (laughs) It's Uh, what I want. (laughs) It just feeds that part of your id. You don't need to explain yourself. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I was at a um, conference and they were talking about like uh, universal fantasies mm. and how this is stuff that, and it's your id, and you know, all the things that people love and want um, and moments that you get in books or movies that give you that happy feeling or yeah. that give you that satisfaction. And so now sometimes if I'm trying to plot a book, I will watch something that I love 
and then I will write it down. Like I will, I will be like that part, that one part right there. The makeover scene. I want a makeover scene. Right, I have right, to right. fit it in here. I don't know how, but it's going to go <laughs> in here. You know, and that sort of. But this this did that for me, too. There was so much of that, like, oh, but she's a captive. Oh, but there's this. Oh, oh but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This thing mm-hmm. was stacked. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. Okay. Although I will say, listener, we're breaking a rule today. We're breaking a heaving bosom's rule. Mm-hmm. Lorraine's lovers are in a teensy tiny bit of trouble. They are. Because <laughs> they chose the first in a trilogy. They did. So yes. we're going to get. And H-E-A. And yes. we know that these two are, like, fighting their attraction. We know yes. that by the end of the book, we know they both love each other, but we do not get a technical, we don't. definitional H-E-A. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> it's not even really a happy for now. It's a yeah. we're in love ending yeah we're in love love and we have to be proximate for other reasons yes (laughs) yeah so we know they love each other i was very much like oh shit (laughs) at the end i was like melody's gonna be really mad at me (laughs) no no but i did i kept looking down and i was like Mm -hmm. what do you mean there's only 17 seconds left they're in the middle (laughs) of a fight this isn't happy this is this a chapter end that I? Yep. But yep. nope. <laughs> and it, I mean, and it was a fairly good length too. The book itself, yeah. and so I was just like, uh oh. And then I went and I looked it up, and I was like, Sarah Piper, you sneaky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I mean, she's hooked me, so she did her job. Yeah. All right. So we have got. Uh, we're in the aftermath of a brutal insane fight two rival clans have Mm -hmm. fought and one of them is toast and the other one is you know reigning victorious Mm -hmm. and so we start off with the heroine jacinda sitting there like basically covered in other people's blood and ash Mm -hmm. and the hero is being like I can't believe that you created the potion that killed my father and also probably my brother, too, if Melody remembers correctly. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. you've been working for my my nemesis for forever, and uh, you're the worst. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, vampire, you asshole. I was between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. I-, I was their bonded witch or whatever, and... Yeah. I had no choice. They would kill me if I didn't do the things they told me to do. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to give you some more of that medicine because you're mine now. You're my witch. And, I'm and if you want to live, yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to you're gonna break a curse that is on me and making me kind of sick and also locate my arch nemesis. Yeah. So that's the whole, that's the whole like premise start off. That's basically most of chapter one. Yeah. And it was like, let's throw you right in the middle of the action. Here's the oh my God. here's the plot. Go. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Sign me up. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the world building is like, it's layered in. There's mm-hmm. no like, you know, omniscient sort of narrator explaining things, yeah. which takes a little, you know, you have to like piece it together as you go along. But it's like a fun little mystery. Even the mm-hmm. world is a bit of a mystery because of that. Yeah. The other really nice thing about this book is that the sexual tension is at a 25 from page one. Yes. Yep. Neither of them have 
any idea why they just want to kill each other, but also kiss each other. And like, (laughs) nobody should be that good looking, they say about each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At one point, she's like, absolutely not. Fuck off. I'm not working for you. And he's like, great. I guess you choose exsanguination. Yes. And like, goes (laughs) up to her. Oh, (laughs) he goes to bite on her neck. Yeah, he does. Jeez. Yep. And I was just like, I could just picture him stalking his way, vampire stalking style, and just being like, I'm going to run my nose right up your neck. And her being like, do I kick? Do I kill him? Do I kiss him? What do I do? Do I moan? What happens? Do I shiver? Do I shiver? No, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she was oh, such God. a she was such a badass person. Yeah. And she has such an interesting backstory. Yeah. I expected a little more like trembling and being a little bit, oh no, this vampire has me and he's gonna hurt me. But sure. she she could not have cared less about yeah. the fact that he could kill her because she was just like, you know, fuck off. Also you're hot. <laughs> right. And we find out later it's it's sort of hard to explain within the narrative so maybe we should just tell them her backstory what do you think yeah yeah i think so yeah okay do you want to take it sure so she's a demon witch sort of hybrid so she's half demon half witch and her like it's her mother's side of the family are demons the demons and Mm -hmm. like a full-blooded demon can't escape hell but if you're not a full-blooded demon you can escape hell and so she's trying to get her father's soul back from hell. Mm-hmm. And so he's being cared for in like an assisted living, basically, place. Right. And so her whole goal is to get his soul back. But also yeah. she can't get caught by her sister, who basically hates her because she's trapped. Right. The sister's trapped in hell. She can be out frolicking with vampires. So that's really like her main backstory and goal yeah is there anything i missed well what i found really compelling especially about the fact that she was never sort of trembling in her boots Mm -hmm. is that she spent the first 18 years of her life in hell and she was being tormented and sort of experimented on her sister calls her lab rat Mm-hmm. Because they were trying to, you know, figure out what happens when, like, a demon mixes with a mage, which is what they right. call male witches. So I thought it was really interesting because at first I was like, oh, yeah, she she doesn't care because, like, she knows all about hell. She's spent most of her time there. Like, kill me. Sure, I'll go back. Mm-hmm. But then when you realize that she would be going back to, like, abject torment and despair and pain you're like oh no this isn't this would not be a walk in the park for her and it Mm -hmm. it like ramps up her badassery even more it's very cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so she's simultaneously like her her mom and her sister were trying to get her back to hell to like do more bad shit to her and her dad was like no take me instead and so now he's secreted away somewhere in hell being tortured by her sister and he doesn't know where her his soul is so she's like you know going to the hospital and feeding his body applesauce knowing mm-hmm. that there's mm-hmm. nobody home yeah and it's her job to free him and they don't know his body's alive still that's the other thing right yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they think he's theirs forever and boy yeah. are they in for a rude awakening yeah they are 
So now we're back. It's in the aftermath. And also, this whole fight happened in a nightclub, which I just find uh-huh. to be very charming. <laughs> oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Arming. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> like more more dark and twisty, but also sexy. Yep. Um, yep. And so he's like, all right, you're mine now. You're not my bonded witch, because I think that's a whole different thing. But like, mm-hmm. you're my prisoner. You're going to do what I want, or I murder you to death. Mm-hmm. And so she goes with him, expecting him to be like the vampire she worked for before and like put her in a dank basement and just, you know, mm-hmm. throw her bread and ask her for shit. But instead, he takes her to this like really nice apartment that's yep. fully stocked and he's like, "Look at all the light and the air and the hardwood floors." And she's <laughs> and she's very much like, "This is nice, but it doesn't make it any less of a prison." Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah. Okay, so then, oh, oh, and there's like some voyeur exhibitionist nonsense oh, that, in here. That was a whole situation <laughs> that I was His, like, check, check, check. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sign me up. Mm-hmm. So he's like, FYI, the only room in this entire place that's not fitted with a camera is the bathroom. Yep. So I'm watching yep. everything. Oh, everything. It's like, it's just like prisoner stuff, you know? Yeah. And she's not into it. Mm-mm. So she does she does a blood magic spell mm-hmm. to to basically call her demon cousin on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like she FaceTimes with her demon cousin with this blood mag- blood magic spell. Yes. And she finds out that her sister is still like hot on her trail, still um and she's also trying to physically get to Earth. Yeah. Which, you know, Would is something bad. that <laughs> It would be very bad. Be yeah. Very Jacinda, bad. like, doesn't, like, didn't really even think it was possible. Mm-hmm. But she knows, she knows how serious her sister gets about things and how, I think it says, like, how she fixates. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. She's bad news. Yeah. So then, I don't know, He she's there for, like, a week. And mm-hmm. he keeps on being like, what is she doing in there? Only to see her, like, making chicken noodle soup and stuff. And then um, he comes to the door and he's like, okay, you're going to tell me what's wrong with me because, okay, can you explain the vampire magic situation to them? Well, there's like a a curse, right, Mm -hmm. on them. Yeah. So I was a little confused about that. And I think it's because this is sort of in a world 
that she has other books in. Yep. So I was a little bit confused about that, but I think there's like this curse that once they're turned in his bloodline, they'll go bad if they don't yeah. find... Yeah, they're like immortal, but they'll turn into like zombie the, corpses. The greys is what they're called, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't know. I thought that Sarah Piper made a couple of very cool choices yeah. in this world. One of which is that vampires are, like, they're vampires. Yeah. But they can only act like humans, like drink bourbon Mm -hmm. and eat food and um, go in the sunlight and stuff, because they have convinced witches to give them spelled tattoos. Which is like the the bonded witch thing. Yeah. So (laughs) Sarah Piper has made this choice where she's like, you know what I'm going to do? A world full of vampires that have to have sexy tattoos have in order to, to live. <laughs> like, they yes, have please. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just like, well, okay. I mean, can I look at them? Yeah. And also possibly inspect them with my tongue? Yeah. Like, sure. Let's make sure this magic is working. I'll put my tongue over that <laughs> swirly gig. No problem. Yeah, yeah I will. <laughs> oh, especially when you have like a sexy British accent going on and in my ears while I'm inspecting. Yeah. Screen. Yeah. Shane mm-hmm. East was like mm-hmm. borderline cruel with this one with like how good <sighs> yeah. the whole thing is. <laughs> it's just uh, Some of the things I'm just like, man, you just walk around sounding like that all damn day. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah, I know. But yep, yep. So he comes to the door and he's like, listen, my sexy tattoos are all fucked up and they're fading. And <laughs> so I'm going to turn into a gray if you can't fix me. We don't know <laughs> who did the curse. We don't know why they did the curse. We just know that we're very cursed and it's going to yep. impact all of the vampires that we create, not only us. And so he's like, please figure out what's going on. And so she does, she does a tarot and she does a blood bowl. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. like they have to Mm -hmm. noodle their fingers around in a bowl of his blood together, which I did not hate. (laughs) No, not at all. I was like, I go for it. Please continue. (laughs) Yeah, there was a moment where she was like, our fingers slipped by each other. And it was like, it sent zings of... Of like, I don't know, sensation and magic up my arms. And I was just mm-hmm. like, Sarah Piper, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. so yeah. <sighs> So the tension. Yeah, the tension. The, the tension is high the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Sarah does not shy away from it. And I really dug not that about all. her. Not at all. And I knew that with her. I had heard because Shane East has a production company as well. Oh, cool. Called East House. And he produced these books. And he nice. and I were talking about them. And he was like, they're very steamy. But, you know, he did it. He's like, they're very oh, steamy. They're very steamy. You know? And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. Not even a little. Yeah. Like, my books are very steamy. <laughs> but hers, like, she builds up that tension so mm. well. So then when you do get that payoff, you're like, thank God. Yeah. I get the payoff a couple times. A couple times. Thank <laughs> uh-huh. goodness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So during this Blood Bowl situation, she finds out that it is her evil sister who somehow yes. did this curse. Not only that, but then we find out that her evil sister is like one of the original demons and she's like the first succubus yeah. to ever be yeah. existing and stuff. And her sister like inhabits his body for a minute. And talks yes, to her, yes. and it's creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Wow. And he doesn't realize it happened. So she's like, okay, I'm going to keep a couple of things to myself. Like, I need Mm -hmm. a little bit of mystery as I figure this out. Yeah. And then at the end of this conversation, he's like, hey, P.S., you also, like, you need to earn your keep in other ways. And since I Mm -hmm. own you, and I now own this bar that Mm -hmm. I stole from the rival clan and murdered everyone (laughs) in... Now yep. that we've now that we've swept up all the ashes of their dead corpses, we are going to have a, a new bar. So you're yeah. going to be the bartender. And she's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> but then by the end of the conversation, she capitulates. And she's like, yeah. fine. She, she I am, I'm a master herbalist and brewster and, you know, mm-hmm. all the things. So I, yeah. I'm and also I mean, at least she's bartender. out of like camera prison right and she can go down and be bartender yeah so her her time in captivity has you know gotten it's gotten a little bit bigger you know still the captive but (laughs) yes but he's it's almost like he's the one with stockholm syndrome yeah at this point like he doesn't quite realize that she's winning him over yeah because there's this conversation i might be jumping ahead no go ahead but there's a conversation that really stuck out in my mind and it was with his brother, who was like, you're in love with the witch, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like, no. No, I don't even <laughs> and like I was her. just like, yes, you are. <laughs> you're so in love with her. Yeah. Because then the next scene is them going down to the, the bar. And he's mm-hmm. like, should I get you a book of recipes? Yeah. And she's like, how <laughs> dare you, sir? No, mm-hmm. I will do all of this, you know, back off. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to do this all for you, but you're going to treat me with respect and I get to Mm -hmm. keep my tips. And he's like, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. I guess. And the tension is just there. And they're like, they're doing this flirty, barbed banter back and forth that's so good. And then the opening night comes and he's told her to like use his credit card to get appropriate clothing and she basically comes in like these straps of leather and sky high Mm -hmm. heels and he's just like oh no how did she get hotter (laughs) yep Yep. that wasn't supposed to be possible (laughs) this isn't appropriate no it's not appropriate for you to make other people look at you the way i do God uh-huh. damn it. Yeah. I don't want them to see your under boob. Yeah. That's for me. That's right. That's yep. for me to mm-hmm. lick, madam. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Also to look at on my cameras. Oh, there's a, <laughs> a while, like a while later, there is a moment where she like gets attacked by somebody and his response is to throw her up against a wall and be like, yes. nobody's touching mm-hmm. you for any reason other than mm-hmm. me. Like, doesn't matter if they're trying to punch you or... Or touch you. Like they're, ugh, yep. It's not going to happen. Yep. He's a lot. It's great. Oh, and this is where we start getting all of those, um, like in his inner monologue, he starts giving a lot of enchantment imagery. Yes. He's like, you know, she's enchanting the patrons, but I also think that I'm being enchanted by her. And mm-hmm, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's like magic or like you know, attraction or love or what. He's very confused, poor thing. He's having many feelings all throughout all parts of him. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I do have to say, like, (laughs) listen, Gabriel, (laughs) you 
put a witch in charge of making potions, basically. Yeah. And she's not using a recipe book. Yeah. And you're not regulating her. Yeah. So maybe she is. <laughs> yeah. like, you dumbass. Like, okay. Captivity 101. Yeah. He spent all of yeah. chapter one being like, you brew such bad potions that mm-hmm. murdered mm-hmm. two, at murdered least two people. members of my family who should have been <laughs> immortal. Come be a bartender. Yeah. Please yep. be my yep. bartender. Oh, yep. my God. It's a choice that he makes. It's, it makes me very happy, actually, that he makes that choice. Because yeah. it's just like, see, he's not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So during opening night, she runs up to him and she's like flushed and she's really worried. And he's like, oh, my God, who attacked you? Ah, what kind of mortal peril have you been in? That's basically what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, God, we need mint. I can't do anything. I can't make my signature <laughs> yes, drink without any mint. <laughs> he gets big mad about this. <laughs> he does. He does. Her bosoms are heaving. Yes. And he is upset about the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't be the boy who cried wolf right now, you asshole. Mm-hmm. Of course, he doesn't say that to her because that would no. imply he cares. This right, is all happening right. in, happening in his inner monologue. All he does is like snap at her and tell her that her whims are ridiculous and to use peppermint yeah. schnapps and get out of his face. <laughs> but then he does trudge down to the nearest grocery store <laughs> and mint. buy them out of all of their mint. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> and in every <sighs> form, there's dried yep. mint, there's fresh mint, there's mint extract, there's three mint plants. Like this, mm-hmm. he's got it bad. Really yes. bad. One of everything. Give me all your mint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you picture it? Like a big old vampire just walking around Tattooed. with like mint plants. <laughs> just, just like He smelled up. of mint and vampire. Like, yes, I got you to start. That was my goal. <laughs> you did it. Yes. Oh, I can go on with my life now. <laughs> Okay, so then later during opening night, she sneaks off because it's Mm -hmm. the first opportunity that he's that she knows he's distracted. And so she goes and visits her dad, feeds him some applesauce. We find out that she wants all of her tips because she can't pay for the care and he doesn't have any insurance and it's a big lot. She's been like, everything's a forgery. (laughs) Yeah. Thing. She's like, this house of cards is going to fall at some point. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> like, I really yep. need this guy's soul back. Mm-hmm. But then when he goes outside, when she goes outside, she gets attacked by this whole herd of demons who somehow mm-hmm. know she's half witch, half demon, and yep. three chained greys. Yep. And yep. she's like, okay, I either like fight my way out of this or I die. Yeah. And she tries to tell them that Gabriel's probably already looking for her. And they're like, yeah, right. And she's like, I know, I'm bluffing so hard. (laughs) He probably doesn't know why I'm gone. No, but of course he does. We watched Mm -hmm. him notice her leave. And then we watched him make the decision to get all of his boys and fuck shit up. (laughs) So. He's got, yep. like, two vampires and a werewolf with him, and he shows up, and she's like, holy balls! We, ha, <laughs> yeah. did I conjure you? I am a witch, but I didn't think I could do that. <laughs> so then there's this huge fight, mm-hmm. but all these big, bad, burly men can't kill the greys because they're, like, animated corpses, so, like, yeah. nothing they do hurts them. And so then she comes up holding each of their hearts 
in her hands. And then she does oh, this big giant magic spell and this chanting. And then she like throws their hearts at their feet and they mm-hmm. burst into ashes and then they yep. burst into ashes. And all of the men are simultaneously terrified and super hard. Uh-huh. Like it's... <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, okay. This just happened. And yeah. I feel like Gabriel is probably like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This huh. is more than I thought it was going to be. Right. She could kill me. Also, where is my bedroom? Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Like, let's go. It's so good. Okay. So now she gets attacked by a demon, another demon right. at the bar. Yeah. And it's a demon who, like, tormented her. We don't find out mm-hmm. what he does, but it seems no. like it's real bad. Like, gross. He's bad news. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. So he comes over just as this demon is a – because she has broken a bottle. And she's, like, mm-hmm. going to stab his eyes out or whatever. And Gabriel comes over and kills that vessel. He didn't kill the demon because the demon is just going to go out and inhabit someone else. Yeah. So, like, that poor schmuck. Right? He just has to keep on getting killed. Yeah. over and over. Well, and the guy's, the body. Oh, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. Every guy who he, or woman who he inhabits, is just going to have to, like, experience that whole situation over and over. Like, all these poor souls. They're just getting murdered. Demons are the worst. Seriously. (sighs) So during this whole thing, she gets cut and Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, my God, I have to administer first aid to you in the (laughs) privacy of my office. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) And so during this whole thing, she sees that he gets like hungry and turned on. And then she is immediately into it, immediately down. And she, like, holds her wound up to his mouth and tries to just, like, mm-hmm. shove her arm she's into like, his you mouth. you know you want some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In her mm-hmm. brain, she's like, touch me. And he just about does. Yep. But then instead, he gathers himself, and then he throws her up against a wall, and he says, I own you. Yeah. You don't have to offer. If I want something from you, That's I right. will take it. I will take it. Holy yep. balls. Yep. Mm. And, like, in real life, I would be kneeing him in the balls and running away. Totally. But in Vampire World, I would be like, go, yes, please. I would be no fun because I wouldn't be the hate, the enemy to lover heroine. I would be the, like, go ahead. I would be the panting to lover. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly. (laughs) I would just, like, like, lay myself out on the table and be like, dinner is served. Yep. It's buffet now. (laughs) Have transformed into buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there is a lot of me to love. That's right. You're welcome. (laughs) Pick a vein, any vein. Yep. I've been told I have good ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then he lays a trap for that demon because he doesn't like anybody touching what's his Mm-mm. and murders him for real. The demon goes back mm-hmm. to hell. And then afterwards, her brother, his brother, God damn it, she doesn't have any brothers, everybody. She has none brothers. No. Yeah. None of them. No. Nope. So his brother comes over and he's like, hey, All of these demons are technically our allies now, you asshole. You have (laughs) to stop killing them. (laughs) And he's like, no, they touched what was mine. Like, if they had done the same thing to your fiancé, what would you have done? 
And this is when the brother's like, yeah, she's my life. It. I'm in love with her. She's she's not some leashed pet. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, God, you're in love with you that love little her. witch. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> ridiculous. How dare you? I don't, I don't love even her. like her. <laughs> she, but also, she's not a pet. So, like, don't <laughs> say that about her. But also, her. no one can touch her yeah. <laughs> or look at her. <laughs> Only me. That's right. <laughs> it was the best. Yeah, seriously. Uh, So he goes over there and she has found out from another character that he did murder that demon for good. mm -hmm. And she tries to thank him and she's getting a little misty over it. And, you Mm -hmm. know, she's very flattered and excited about it. And he's like, don't you get emotional. I didn't do that for you. I did it for me. Nobody touches my property. And she's like, I'm sick of this bullshit. I'm sick of you. Take this whole bottle of bourbon. I'm leaving. And she, like, goes to the wine cellar. Mm -hmm. And he's then like, oh, no. I did hurt her feelings when I snapped at her. (laughs) So he goes down there, like, intent on apologizing. And he's trying to figure out, like, how to apologize without losing face. And he gets in there, and boy, is she just up on a ladder, booty out, getting yes, she is. getting a bunch of wines for the, for the bar. And he's like, I can't stop looking at the booty. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, my God. They're not stock – they're like, they're thigh highs. They're not yep. pantyhose. Yeah. Oh, no. What's Mm-mm. a big, giant vampire to do with all of his sexy <laughs> tattoos? And oh. so – then she does fall. She falls yeah. off the ladder. And so he, oh, I really like this too. Sarah Piper, when he moves fast, she only refers to it as him blurring. Like yeah. he blurred yeah. over to her. And it mm-hmm. was, it was such spot on imagery. You yeah. know, like I've read other books where they're like, you know, he moved so fast that he was a flash mm-hmm. or whatever. But it it was so much less clunky. He just mm-hmm. blurred over to her. Oh, yeah. Because the All word the it encapsulates exactly what you would see with yeah. the naked eye. Like, yeah. Unless it's Twilight and then you see them weirdly running. True. You see you know, them pumping those chicken arms. The, like, nobody does that. Nobody <laughs> runs that way. Unless they're in the Olympics. <laughs> Well, you know what? Maybe if you also pooped blood, you would run like that. Okay. True. Okay. All right. Fine. That I is, won't judge. That is canon. We found out in Midnight Sun. It happened. No. Yeah. No, really? I listened to that. Maybe I just like zoned out. <laughs> well, Aaron, um, Aaron really, really glommed on to it. She, <laughs> she was like, boy poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't get out of your head. Anyway, sorry, everyone. Ooh, We're in okay. a sexy moment. That's okay. So she falls off and he catches her. And then she's like, stop fucking saving me. Let me mm-hmm. fall on the floor and break my leg. Because every time you save me, you put me in a situation where I have to thank you. And then you are so rude to me about, quote unquote, mm-hmm. getting emotional. So take your mixed signals and go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And... He, oh my God, I I transcribed so much of this scene, Kim. <laughs> Did you? This scene, like I listened to it twice. Nice. This scene was nonsense. It was so good. So she's like, listen, I'm going to tend the bar and I'm going to do all the other bullshit that you want. And I'm going to be in my space. And then you're going to do what you do best. You're going to go brood in a fucking corner. And then Mm -hmm. at some point, you can maybe get a stupid girl to come back and warm your bed. 
And he's very like, that last part came out of nowhere, <laughs> you know, in his brain parts. He's like, that took a My turn bed. I wasn't ready for. What? So, boy, what's his signature move, everyone? It's to push her up against a wall. Absolutely. So, up boy, does he wall. do that. And then he says, are you jealous? And then he puts her hand on his chest and he says, in two centuries, no one has warmed this heart, but you can try. Oh, yeah. And she looks like she's going to kiss him and he's very hopeful for it. And then she goes, mm -hmm. I would rather warm my grave. And she's such it's a big sexy. <laughs> It's so good. I love her. And so then she's like, don't save me again. And she goes to grab the wine and leave. But he grabs her hand and he pulls her back up against that wall because it just has to happen. And she says, what are you doing? And he's like fisting her hair and he's got his hand on her hip and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she, he says, I'm doing the opposite of saving you. And then he does this big monologue about how many people he's killed and how he's killed them and the way that he's tortured people with no remorse. And he's such a monster and he's like bad to the bone and the whole thing. And then he buries his face in her hair and he's like, tell me to stop, Jacinda Colburn. Oh, yes. And I love it so much. And this starts a through line in the rest of the book that nearly yeah. killed me. Tell me to stop, Jacinda. And he's like raking his hands down her body mm -hmm. and he's he's grabbing her bare thigh to the point that it's gonna bruise. And he says, I have a black soul and an even blacker heart. The things I could do to you. Tell me to stop. Say it. And then he hitches her leg over his hip. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he's like, say it, say it, say it. And he now he's touching her clit over her thong. Yeah. Boy, does that happen. As you do. And then she bites her lip and she says, no, dickhead. Because she, she's been calling him Dickhead the whole time. Yeah. It's very yeah, cute. Dickhead's like her, her name for him. And he's like, so he's really upset about it, but he's also very relieved. And he thinks to himself, disaster averted. And so mm -hmm. he says, good girl. The good girl. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the good girl is a bit much Sarah Piper, okay? <sighs> like, you already push us against the wall. Oh. You, you know, and You're like all the consent. A lot to me. There's oh, all this, God. like, say no. Tell me to stop. Tell me to stop. Yeah. And if she does, he stops. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. it's a big, sexy hot. Yeah. And <clears throat> so as he's pulling away from her, she grabs him with her leg. She will mm -hmm. not let him go. And then she grabs his shirt and she says, I meant no, dickhead. I won't tell you to stop. Yep. And he's like, yep. oh, no, I'm ruined. It's, it's over now. On. <laughs> ah, it's on DM. Although DM. It's not. Oh, right. DM. But not yet. It's almost on. It's so partially he grabs on. her and he's like, what did I tell you about disobeying me? <sighs> and then mm -hmm. she says, like, she says, ask nice next time because I don't deal well with commands. Then he says, I'll destroy you. <laughs> tell me to stop. Before and then she goes, I don't want you to stop, Prince. Yes. I will destroy you, followed by tell me to stop is my mind blowing. That's that's yep. that's wow. Come on, everybody. Mm -hmm. I'll destroy mm -hmm. you. Oh my gosh. So anyway, he's like, What do you want? Do you want to kiss? And she pulls her head away and he's like, Okay, do you want to touch instead? And then he does suck on her nipples for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Then he fingers her for a while. Listen, yep. 
And the whole time she's like throwing insults at him. And it finally gets to the point where he's like, he's like, you have to beg me for it. You have to tell me what you want. And she's like, I'm not going to play your games. Go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. Literally. She says the words, Mm -hmm. go fuck yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. when he like pulls away from her and he's like, I'm not going to be bested by you no matter how much I want to lick you till we both die. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's really mad because he's been edging her while... Having this whole conversation and this whole battle of wills. Oh, no. And we're really mad because we're being edged. Yeah. All the way through. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, all right, fine. Golly. Like we were getting, would this this qualify as like a traditional vampire finger banging? I really think it would. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was more blood involved, but like that's just. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie, and it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Like a little biting. (laughs) It's like a nibble. A teensy bit of bloods. Okay, so then that night she's fucking pissed. And she's back Mm -hmm. up in her room and she's like, you know what? This is bullshit. I cannot believe he left me hanging like that. And so she remembers the cameras. It's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, tell tell everybody. Yeah, tell everybody. Oh well, I mean she she remembers there are cameras, and she is just like, fine, you're not gonna take care of me, and you're gonna get me all wound up. You could fucking watch me. Yeah. And then she gives herself her own orgasm uh-huh. while he watches, and. I love a masturbation scene. Same. I love it. And I love it from the female point of view. I love it from the male point of view. I love a mutual masturbation oh scene. Oh my God. I like, love that's a my favorite. Like, oh my mm. God. Like, yes, please. So, to get this, because you actually, like, you think it will be in a lot of books, but it's not. I know. You know? It's really, like, maybe they'll talk about, like, oh, all night my hands were down my panties. You don't. Get to see it. Right. And this way, her knowing he was watching her. And then don't we get it from his point of view, too? Yes. And he's, like, dying. Uh Uh-huh. Like, 
Oh, God, here it is. But what I do love is that he continues to be like, she's not going to win. She Mm -hmm. wants me to touch myself Mm -hmm. watching Mm -hmm. her touch Mm -hmm. herself. And he's like, I'm not going to give her that satisfaction. No. But he does undo his belt a little bit. Yes, he does. Yeah. And then finally, when he watches her climax for the first time, Mm -hmm. he's like, nope, I'm in a, nope, nope, this won't stand. I have got to get in there. Yeah. And so he takes his belt off as he's leaving the room. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hot. And then he bursts into her, because they live in the same building. He bursts into her bedroom, and she's very like, oh, no, you've caught me. (laughs) That vampire saw me touching myself. Oh, no. (laughs) I didn't do this just to make this happen at all. (laughs) So now, boy, this sex scene, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. It's on TM. Yes, it is on TM. Yeah. I actually said that out loud when it Ah. happened. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, here we go. Yeah. It's so good. It is so good. Oh, my God. Oh, this was another thing. I really like this. I'm sorry. I saw a note. As he's going down, um, like, as he's walking down to her apartment, he's thinking Mm -hmm. to herself, she's not just a witch. She's worse than that. She's a demoness. Not knowing that it's totally true. Not knowing. He knows, but he doesn't know. Yeah, and, yeah. And they won't kiss on the lips. That's like a whole thing yeah. with them, too. Yeah. And I love that. This, like, one small thing they're keeping. Mm-hmm. Well, she's keeping. Right. He He's, like, ready to, you know. Yeah, he keeps trying to kiss his her. forever. Yeah. But he goes up to her, and he continues to tell me to stop, tell me to stop. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm-hmm. not on your life. And Mm -hmm. then as he's undressing and he goes down on her, he ties up Mm -hmm. her hands with his belt. That's why the Mm -hmm. belt came off, everyone. He does always tie her up in a very satisfying manner. Yes. And he goes down on her. And then she's like, I I swear, Prince, if you mess with me tonight, like I'm going back down to the demons at the bar and you can go to hell. Mm Mm-hmm. And he literally says the words. I wrote it all down. He says, the only place I'm going tonight, which is right between your thighs. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I love the dirty talk. It's so good. It's so good. So then after he goes down on her, she goes down on him. Mm -hmm. And then they have penetrative sex. And while that happens, he tries to kiss her. And she's Mm -hmm. like... It's the one thing I told myself I would never do. Like, I will only do that. And she sort of trails off. And he's like, oh, my Mm -hmm. God. She's only going to do that with somebody she loves. Yeah. Wow, it's good. It's good. And doesn't she say something like, um, Melody took notes, guys. I didn't take notes. (laughs) (laughs) I was too like, I'm listening to this book. And yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, But she says something to him like, I thought it would be longer. <gasps> oh yeah right so he rolls off of her and he like yeah. instinctively just says mine mm-hmm. she's like all right cool man like then stay and he thinks to himself that he doesn't want this to turn into an addiction and so it can only be the one time and he starts getting mm-hmm. dressed and then she says i never thought i'd call you a liar and he's like what are you talking about and she said mm, i don't know that was really quick what did you say <laughs> down so in mean. the cellar <laughs> It's so good. And so then he crawls up her like a goddamn leopard. Yeah. And he's like, that promise was for when I invite you to my bed. 
that's when it's going to be like all night. And the only thing Mm -hmm. you're going to be saying is more. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oh, boy. And so then as he leaves, she gets really vulnerable and she's like, stay. Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't. And he can see that it like guts her that he Mm -hmm. doesn't. And as he's leaving, she starts like she puts her walls back up and she starts laughing and she goes, "Okay, I guess you don't want to know all the intel I found out about your nemesis. Yep. So he comes back in. (laughs) Then they start plotting because she's like, there's this group of mages and stuff. They they know where this guy is. So I'm going to go in and find out about him. And he's like, well, Mm -hmm. you're not going in without me. So. She does this, like, outside changing magic. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. Like a glamour? Glamour. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And they go in, and she's like, don't use your accent. And he's like, I just won't talk. Oh, but wait, wait, before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he came to pick her up from the <gasps> oh, yeah. to go, and yeah. he was like, I thought we weren't using the glamour yet. And she was like, I'm not. And he's like, oh, shit. God, you're so pretty. Well, I mean, oh, he didn't wow. say it that way, but like. He was really thinking she must have done something to herself because he was feeling some kind of way Uh about how good she looked. And I was like, oh, yes. It's really good. Yeah. And then they go down to the thing. Yeah. So she leaves him at the bar and she goes to this conference room for secret evil mages. (laughs) With her card, with the tarot card. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she's basically, she thinks that they think that she's interviewing for a job as somebody else. But instead, they're like, listen, demon witch, we know exactly who you are. And we're going to drag you down to this secret lair where we're going to do a ritual sacrifice on you. And not the sexy kind. Not the sexy kind. Mm -mm. The dead kind. You know, like they're working with her sister or something. Yeah. And so she's like, and they did a binding spell on her so she can't magic her way out of it. Mm -hmm. But he can brute force his way out of it. Yes, he can. (laughs) Yes. So he figures out that something has gone awry. He finds the place. He blurs in. He sees the knife at her throat and he just goes fucking ballistic. And he just starts Mm -hmm. shredding mages in a blur blood everywhere there's like they're both covered in gore now yeah and then she starts feeling like a bomb that's going to explode mm-hmm. so she's like take me outside take me outside take me to the yeah. water please this please was please crazy this was nuts I yeah i loved it yeah so he takes her outside and she jumps out of his arms and runs into the ocean as much as she can and he's like wait let me help you let me protect you and then there's like this tempest around them and there's this big storm and the waves are crashing and it's lightnings and stuff and he doesn't realize that this is all coming from her yeah she explains later that it's because she's she's a variation of like an empathic witch mm-hmm. but instead of being able to read other people's emotions she just absorbs them yeah she just like sucks it all in like a sponge yeah mm-hmm. and so when he did murder all those evil mad angry men in a blur all of their worst emotions and fears and everything had nowhere to go but into her mm-hmm. and so she's literally been turned into an emotional bomb mm-hmm. so He grabs her and she's very like, get away from me. I don't want to explode on you. I don't want to explode you to death. Yeah. Like, is that so hard? I just started liking you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on. 
It would be very traumatic for me if I exploded you to death. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about killing you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she does explode. He's fine. Yeah. He's yeah, like he's, holding her and he's just like such a big strong vampire that like it doesn't vampire, even matter. So yeah. yeah. And then he takes her to a shack. He's trying to yep. figure out if she's okay. And she's very like, I will be better if you do dick me down real good. Dick me right into the bed. Like Yeah. Right into the me. wall. I just need it. Yep. It's just I need another emotional release, another kind. Mm-hmm. And, this and is so they have sex fun. right there. Yeah, it, yes, it's so do. good. It's real good. And that's more like my friend Kerrigan and I, uh, we talk about, you know, like when we're plotting, we talk about our different sex scenes and like the purpose of them and stuff. And there's always like, we're like, well, this is like the frantic, we got to do it scene. Mm. But then there's the soul fucking scene. Yes. You know, and that's what I felt like this was that for this book. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But then afterwards, she gets really mad at him because she feels like he's asking all the wrong questions and he's judging her and he's going to figure out that she's a demon and stuff and she's going to have to come clean to him. And so she does a lot of like lashing out because she feels guilty. Mm -hmm. And also she did just emotionally explode, literally. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I would say emotionally explode literally, but that's definitely what happened. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So he takes her home and he's very worried about it. And she's very like, stop telling me I'm a failure. And he's like, I have not said a word in 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> all I did was fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make it better. <laughs> so he puts her to bed. And when she wakes up, she's very like, oh, no, I was such a bitch to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And now I have to tell him everything. So he comes in and he's like playing with her hair and he has brewed her some tea and he's being like the sweetest we've ever seen him. Yeah. Very worried. Wants to do whatever he can. And she knows that she has to tell him and there's a good chance he'll hate her forever because there's nothing he hates more than a witch except he does hate demons more. (laughs) So So there's like a double hate layer. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a double whammy. It's a hate sandwich. And so she's like, I have to tell you something. But then he's like, what are you thinking right now? And she's, she realizes in that moment that she is in love with him. And so mm-hmm. she says, kiss me. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and they do the sweetest, hottest makeout. Yep. And Because he, he knows exactly what it means. They yeah. Like, she told him flat out earlier. So mm-hmm. he knows that this is an admission. And he's like, yep. yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it was so brave on her part because all throughout the book, she's been like, fuck me. And he's been like, Mm -hmm. no, you didn't tell me to say, like, you didn't tell me to in just the right way. And then Mm -hmm. she's like, stay in bed with me. And he's like, no, I absolutely can't. And I'm not going to explain myself. (laughs) And then she's like, kiss me, obviously telling him that she loves him. Like, she is so fucking brave. It's great. She's such a badass on every level. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're they're making out and stuff, and then she's like, okay, now I have to tell you all the shit that I've been keeping from you. But before she can do that, her sister, the succubus, somehow appears. He slumps over into a corner. Yep. She's tormenting him in his brain, and he comes out of it, and he's like, no, what's happening? Who's this purple-haired bitch or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she has purple hair. That might be the cousin. Anyway. I don't remember. Yeah. So... 
basically, she's like, your girlfriend has a lot of explaining to do. I'll let her explain it. I'm, I think I'm going to go, like, hang out and fuck shit up on Earth for a little while. Yeah, like, I'm here now, so. Like, this sounds cool. But she does say, and I wonder what this means. I'm very intrigued for books two and three. Because she's like, there's nothing I've wanted more than to come up here, take you back home to hell, mm -hmm. and punish you for leaving me. Right. And she's very like, you call me lab rat. And you did torture me for years. I don't understand this whole you abandoned me thing. Right. So, yeah, she's like, I'm going to fuck off and, like, go to mm -hmm. Times Square and stuff. You guys hang out, figure out your emotional bullshit. And so she explains everything to him. And he's mm -hmm. very like, this is the worst of any scenario I could have come up with. Yeah, like, this was not in my plans. <laughs> like, God damn it. Like, you're telling me it's even harder to break the spell. You're telling me that I have been inside a demon. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that you kept that from me the whole time. And, like, I'm not into it. And she's like, but we have to save the world? Question mark? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. fine. I will tolerate you for the sake of the world. Yep. And that's where it ends. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> And meanwhile, she's just like, her sister's just like in Times Square tripping people. She's like, what? <laughs> Taking yeah. pictures with Elmo. She's a chaos demon just out there. Like, she's just fucking up New York. This is great. Seriously. Oh, my God. Yep. This is where I was like, my reaction was, oh, no, I fucked up. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, this was my one chance. No, not even close. Not even close. Oh, I mean, we yeah. we did have to explain it to listener at the top. We did, you know. Listener. But HBs are forgiving people, they and are. this book was great. It's it's a fun. I ride. loved it. Yeah, like, and I'm not opposed to a trilogy. No, I like. I don't like it when it goes on for twelve books. Yeah, I like it. You know, like let's do a trilogy. I'm fine with that because I feel like. I like a book that's only about six to seven hours long. Totally. And then I feel like I've accomplished something. Right. Because I'm in my personality. That's me. I'm an achiever. I want to get things done. So Absolutely. When I'm like, I listened to three whole books uh -huh. versus like, I listened to this entire long thing. Right. So I don't mind it. But I also like... I don't mind a love triangle. I don't mind a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. I don't mind a right. cheating book. You know, like, I'm yeah, very yeah, yeah. much like, I like all that stuff. But I know a yep. lot of people are like, oh. No, I no. hear you. I mean, I'm also not opposed to any of those things. And I felt like this wasn't really a cliffhanger. You mm -mm. know? Like, it's yeah. not like, um, it's not like at the end of the book, somebody's been kidnapped. Right. And they're not even or together anymore. Maybe you know, they're, they're dead. You know, yeah. like, Yeah. Really, what I'm looking forward to is even more hate banging. Mm -hmm. Like, that's yeah. what Sarah Piper set me up for. So it doesn't yeah. feel like a cliffhanger. It just feels like yeah. <laughs> like a bite-sized morsel that I get mm -hmm. to. <laughs> we're going to be on another ride of him hating her and oh, her seducing him. Oh, and God. it's fantastic. Um, did this remind you at all of an England Times or Sherlock Holmes Times book? Because Sherlock Holmes that's how times, yeah. I felt. Yeah, I felt yeah. like this could be a historical romance. 100% he's a grumpy duke. Like, totally. I, you know, I was yeah. very much like having that 
same sort of feeling I get when I read historical romances. Yeah, absolutely. And And it's very like, so it's not only historical, but it really made me feel like, um, you know, like member of the royalty and then scullery Mm -hmm. maid. Mm -hmm. But then the dark and twisty of the captive scenario, Uh like it's just... This is some good it stuff. It just really checks all the boxes for it me. It really does. Like, all of them. <laughs> like, I, when, I mean, I and I went into it being like, okay, okay, we got an enemies to, like, I knew that from the beginning. Right. And then, you know, and then I was like, okay, enemies to lovers, great. Oh, captive. Okay, great. Oh, oh mm. voyeur. Okay, yeah. okay. And then great. exhibitionist. And some exhibitionism and, like, oh. just everything I needed it was and great. then a, oh, and then a, a metric fuck ton of you're mine, and I oh, own that you possessive stuff. Oh Jesus, yes, yes, and and the the always ties her up the bondage yes. thing, like just the yeah. light bondage. Was yeah, light bondage. Great. Like, I'm a fan of light bondage. The commanding her to come. Oh yes. Oh my God, I forgot to tell them. Jeez, so. When he was fingering her in that yep. cellar, and she was, like, on the edge of coming, she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to. And he's like, no, you're not. And then he goes through this laundry list, and he's like, I own this body. I own these breathy moans. I mm-hmm. own this exquisite torture. And you will only come when I command you to come. Yes. And then he does, like, you know, pull his fingers out and yep. fuck off. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. So, so then she mad. takes care of it. She's like, yeah. "Fine, bitch. Mm-hmm. I will do it myself." Yeah. And that's what I like about her so much is that she's not like a wilting flower. No. She's very much like, "You can fuck off, mm-hmm. and I can take care of myself." Mm-hmm. And if you want this, you can come get it. Right. But if you decide not to, fine. Okay. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I got some perfectly good fingers. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you so know, good. like I appreciate that about her because that's the kind of person I am. Because mm-hmm. I'm very much like I can take care of myself. Right. I can take care of all my things. But like having someone support, yeah, what you're doing is is such a turn on mm-hmm. because that's what you want in a partnership is that person who supports what you're doing but knows you're capable, right? And trust that you could get it done if you needed to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really good. And and like his <sighs> competence boner for her throughout the whole yes. thing is yes, so good. Yes, yes. And I think the consent side of it for me really was something that I appreciate. Yeah. And I know that you guys do too, or you all do too. Yeah. Sorry. One of the things that will get me to DNF a book is because I don't like to not finish them, but the one thing that will stop me is when there is non-consent sure. happening. Even if it is not between the hero and heroine, but like if it's glossed over or not treated as non-consent. Mm-hmm. I did read a book one time where I had to stop because it was um, a situation with the hero being date raped. And oh, I was no. like, what's what's happening? I was I was reading it going wait 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 this is he's saying no and not even mentioned in the book that that's what happened whoa and it's really close to my own personal experience sure and so i was like i'm out i can't i can't do it i can't read it and like i'm not going to name the book but also like 
I think that's an important thing. Like, you should probably acknowledge that that's what it is. I wouldn't, I didn't need, like, a trigger warning or content warning. But, but I sure would have, like, grapple with it on the page. Some acknowledgement right. that that happened. Right. In the text. Yeah. Even just a couple lines of, like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's probably my my only limit when I'm reading. Yeah. Is that kind of thing. Everything else is sort of like, I can suspend disbelief. Right. You know? Yeah, I can absolutely. Vampire, you know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> sure. sure, great. Half demon, great. Into it. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, but like consent is really important. Yeah. So. And one of the things I liked about this book is that it not only showed enthusiastic consent, mm-hmm. but I really liked the, the device uh, of tell me to stop. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. goading her, tell me to reminding stop. Reminding her, too. Like, like remi- you're in charge. Yeah, reminding her the whole yeah. time, tell me to stop. And, like, we won't mm-hmm. go on anymore. Without saying mm-hmm. that, he turned it into, like, this sexy dominance thing. Yeah. When it was yeah. really communicating to her that she is in the driver's seat. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Masterful. Yeah. Good shit. Oh, it was so great. Yeah. Was, I'm glad really, that this really is good. one we went with. Because, yeah, I haven't read a good vampire in a long time, and I honestly have not had time to read a book. Yeah. You know, start to finish in yeah. such a long time. I know. Unless it's one I'm, you know, narrating or producing. Right. Like, that's it. And uh, so it was nice to get to just really enjoy something for pleasure and, like, knowing that we're just going to talk about it yeah. and giggle about it and hopefully snort. And swoon. So. <sighs> and swoon. Shane needs to use swoony bastard. Indeed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. Do you have a lady love? I do have a lady love. So we talked about this a little bit when we were scheduling this. Yeah. So for me, I have recognized that I need alone time in order to take care of myself. And so my lady love is recognizing what you need to care for yourself and fill your own cup Mm. because we tend to not do that yeah and so what i'm doing is after this is over i'm going to head over to seattle and stay in a hotel for three nights (gasps) and i'm gonna work on my book so good and i'm gonna take hot baths and drink some wine and just be silent for a while yeah and do what i need to do to refill so that when i come home I can take care of my family because I've got three kids. Yeah. Everyone's home all the time. We're going to homeschool for this year. Uh-huh. And, you know, so I know that I need to ask for those things. So that's so that's what that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited about it. It's going to be nice. That's really, really nice. You know, not everybody can right. go away and do what I'm doing. This is what works for me and it's something I'm able to do. Right. But. Even if it's just something like taking a book into the bathtub with you for half an hour, if you can, Mm -hmm. and just enjoying time with yourself. Right. I think it's important. So I didn't realize that until this pandemic and I was suddenly with everyone constantly, Uh you know, and I was like, I love you all. Go away. You're so loud. (laughs) Yeah. You're so loud. I know how rambunctious you are. Video games. But yeah. gosh, can you be yeah. rambunctious in yeah. another direction? That yeah. would be like great. we got a trampoline for the backyard, and I was Smart. so I'll be like, go jump on the trampoline, please. Mm-hmm. All right, my lady love, 
<laughs> My lady love is updos. <laughs> I love an updo. And by updo these days, you know, they used to be more intricate. They used to be <laughs> they used to be like twisty and stuff. And now updos are for when I have showered, but like haven't washed my hair in three days. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. really when you get the best updos, frankly. It's true. The messy bun really happens nicely when yeah. your hair is a little dirty. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Embrace the updo and and just mm-hmm. reframe it. It's you yeah. just creating a sculpture on your head for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're putting your face out there for the world to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe mm-hmm. someday you'll you will wash your hair. Maybe one day. But it will happen. N- until that comes, updos. Yeah. I mean, listen, sometimes it's a <laughs> lot of work to wash your hair. It is. Because, you know, I just having the energy at times to do that and make sure that I put on a bra, mm. sometimes that's too much. Yeah. So I think an updo is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get out those bobby pins, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, Kim, where can they find you? Yes. Tell us all the places. I'm on many places. She is. <laughs> so my website is kimlorraineauthor.com. Lorraine is with one R. Mm-hmm. So if you put in two, I can't guarantee you're going to get my website. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Instagram as Kim Lorraine Author. I am on Facebook, Kim Lorraine writer. Mm. <laughs> and I'm on TikTok as Kim Lorraine author and I do silly videos. And then where else am I? Oh, and Twitter. I'm Kim Lorraine 2. Number Ooh. 2. So, because there's already apparently a Kim Lorraine on Twitter. <laughs> How dare so, she? Yeah. How dare she? <laughs> so, those are all the places you can find me. Um I'm most active on Twitter and probably Facebook. Cool. So, Mhm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love a vampire going to get an entire store's worth of mint for you. That's right. Especially when he does it grumpily. Grumpily and just carrying it down the street (laughs) in his arms. It's so funny. All the mint. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>